Welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I am John Brewer. And we are here in sunny Tybee Island, Georgia. Sunny and hot. Sunny and hot. We we are on vacation visiting my people. Um, It has been quite a fun time, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, we've uh, done all kinds of things. We brought all the kids down. They have been melting like candles. (laughs) <laughs> in the hot summer sun. It is extremely hot and humid here. Uh, and I spent a lot of time trying to explain to it's a wet heat. our children. It's a wet heat. I've been I've been trying to explain to them what it was going to be like. And they would, uh-huh, God, I get it, yeah. And they well, just... Well, you look at the forecast and it's like, well, it's like 83. Like, that's like, not an unusual like, day no, at North. No, put on sunscreen, put on things. It feels like 105. And then I every tell day. things like to my beautiful husband, like, you don't understand. You have to put on sunscreen on the kids. You got to slather it on them. And we, when we went to the beach, I made a mistake. I made a critical error. I had you put on the sunscreen. See, I thought we were just going to Georgia and not to Venus. <laughs> Like, this is a step closer to the sun than you need to be. <laughs> so, um, on one of our child's back, you can actually see the spray lines of where their dear papa sprayed. Did not spray the faces. I got most of the faces. Some of the parts of the faces did not get so sprayed. Um, so, I, and, and, and honestly, that's on me. I knew better. Um, and so, yeah, we had some burn kids. We walked all around Savannah uh, one of our kids is walking by us now with a big piece of cake, which I can't really say anything. This is my second piece of cake that I'm eating right now. I'm planning to eat as soon as we start watching this film. And I've been eating nothing but fried chicken in the <laughs> south. Yeah. And a hot dog. A couple of chili dogs. I would really love a salad. <laughs> fried chicken and chili dogs. That's all I'm getting. Oh, it's been pretty amazing. We learned that one of our pickiest eaters loves crab legs. So we're going to hit that right on that again. We're going to just hold on to that for dear life, you know, <laughs> crab legs all the time. Uh, so it's been really fun. We got to see my mom and my Nana, um, who might be a member of this podcast. You might hear her in a little bit. You'll hear, you'll hear some noise in the background of this one yeah. because of where we are. Um, so we're, there's just going to be a bit more noise than usual, but maybe a little bit less cat jumping on the microphone. Oh, there would be absolutely none of that i i hope not because there should be no cats in this house yeah that would be a surprise (laughs) would be a big surprise if suddenly there's the cat uh cat here so uh as many of you know i have brothers and sister-in-laws and things like that and uh one of my brothers my eldest brother steven joined us for a couple podcasts yeah and those will be releasing in the future yeah they're future podcasts but we're actually already recorded them yeah so we all know the good jokes Actually, you know what I could do now? Steal all Steven's jokes. <laughs> so make it look like he copied you? Yeah, may, yeah, I totally. They were my jokes all the time. Totally. I don't think that'll work. Yeah, it should be interesting audio because we watched it in the living room with Nana sleeping next to us. So we we're kind of... Qu- I mean, I'm never really quiet. I try to be. But you and Steven are just like, oh, whisper, 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 whisper. Whisper, whisper, whisper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a pretty good time. Yeah. So we'll talk about those movies later on, or movies. We'll talk about those episodes later on. Actually, the next episode is not going to be a Stephen Gross episode. It will not be. No. But those will be coming immediately following this one and the next one. Yeah. So the next full episode of this is actually going to be freaky. 
Which, yeah, we'll get to that at the end of this. We've been looking forward to watching this movie for a long time. I think we watched the preview for this, like, like what, a year well, ago? Two years first, ago? Yeah, when it was first released. I think it went to theaters, but I can't remember. I am at right COVID to VOD. Thing? Yeah, it was... Yeah. I, it may have went right to VOD. It's Freaky Friday, but with Vince Vaughn playing a serial killer. Yeah, and, and now it's on HBO Max. It so. just sounds amazing. And then Vince Vaughn also plays a teenage girl. Because he gets swapped for the teenage girl. So it's yeah. going to be... That's I'm right. so excited to watch that. But I'm also really excited to watch the movie that we're watching now, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, and looking back, I don't know if I've ever actually seen this movie. Really? Yeah. Like, I know parts of it, you know. Yeah. But I think I blend this in my head with Mommy Dearest for some reason. Oh, man, that I movie. Think, I think Rosemary's Baby, and the first thing that came to my head was No More Whiter Hangers. And I'm like, wait a minute. They don't Mommy beat Dearest, a baby. No White Shoes After Labor Day. We got to put that on our list of things to watch. Now, a way to make my mother angry is to call her Mother Dearest. <laughs> okay. Her mother. Uh, my mama does not like that movie uh, because it freaked her out. Now, Rosemary's Baby uh, is a movie that is on the IMDb list. Uh, yeah, and this is, yeah, it is the second highest rated movie. Or, yeah. Yeah, first highest was Psycho. Yep, and second now highest we're at, is Ro- Rosemary's Baby. And Because we're doing the top ten out of order. Second highest, and so before you give our statistics about it, I want to give a shout out to my, um, my, my uncle's wife, Tammy, who, uh, when I mentioned that we were going to be watching this film, she said that this was her scariest movie that freaked her out and so i know i thought that was pretty fun like it's so nice to hear what what people's scariest movie was what's the movie that really freaked people out now i have seen this one so you you don't even think you have seen it i've seen this one i saw it in this very house we're sitting in now with my nana and daddy dick about 15 years ago no more than that because he was he had alzheimer's 15 years ago so about like 20 years ago maybe more i was probably 16 um, so about like around 20 years ago, we all watched it together and because Nana and Daddy Dick and I would all watch all, they, you know, they, they loved old movies and this is an old movie though. Now I generally speaking, do not watch Roman Polanski movies, but as we said in our last podcast, this was before all the bad stuff. So not as bad. Yeah. And you feel not bad supporting f- him. You feel bad for Mia Farrow. Like how can yeah. you just be like, we're not going to watch your movie because yeah. the guy who directed you was horrible. Yeah. We're not going to watch this classic because this person is a rapist of a child but um and i don't care if you know what i mean it's like it's true is it slander it's true because there's been like a conviction yeah he yeah he fled the country to avoid the prosecution yeah and so i'm gonna drink a little bit of sip of milk and i will talk for a second while you make noises thank you brewers Bruce today is diet coke and milk but maybe they'll that'll change because this is a long movie why don't you give us some information about this movie well, it came out in 1968. Nice. And we're doing it because it's we're going by the Metacritic score yeah. from IMDb. And this has a 96. So yeah. 96% yeah. positive critic reviews. Yeah. But on IMDb, the user rating is 8.0, which is pretty unheard of for a horror movie. Yeah. And it uh, has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes for critics and an 87 for audience score. Well, it sounds like it's pretty well reviewed. Who's in it? It is starring Mia Farrow and John Cassavetes, mm-hmm. and as we said, directed by a rapist. Yeah. But we'll look past that. <laughs> and also, Charles Grodin's first film, who okay. recently passed, I believe. Yeah. Who is no, probably known best for Beethoven, which is 
The father yeah, from Beethoven. Yeah, the father from Beethoven. I didn't realize he passed. Yeah, it would have been very, very recently. It was oh uh, May goodness. 18th. He must have been pretty young in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So he would have been... Well, actually, he would have been... He was born in 1935, so he would have been oh. 33. Wow. But he had a... He was on TV series The Virginian before this, and a okay. small part in this film. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing this again. Now, I am, you know, this movie really affected me as a kid, and here's how it did. It really made me want to get her haircut that she gets in this movie. She gets a haircut in this movie. The baby it, or Mia Farrow? Mia Farrow gets a haircut because she's pregnant with the baby, and she gets a short haircut because she thought it'd be easier to do with her hair. And I just, like, as a child, I, you know, being in the South and stuff like that, the, and, and, you know, my father never allowed me to cut my hair. So, like, the idea of, well, my mother would take me to get my hair cut, but for a very long time I wasn't allowed to cut my hair. Because, um, of course, women are only beautiful if they have long hair. Um, and so I was obsessed with Mia Farrow's a short haircut. And I gave myself, I, I got it cut professionally uh, when I was working on my dissertation. It grew out again, about to my waist. And then over the pandemic, I cut it again. So I had it for a hot second, but now I'm growing it back out. And I'm on a wonderful cycle of going back to Mia Farrow's haircut over and over and over again. But that's for me, like this one of the things that really stands out in this film is her amazing haircut. No, and one other thing about the actress in this, mm-hmm. I do not want to not mention Ruth Gordon. Oh yeah, who won an Oscar for Best Actress in a Supporting Role for this film. Wow. Okay. So we got that to look forward to as Excellent. well. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, all around, this this is shaping up to be a really good movie. Do you want to give us a little blurb? About how it's... About what what the movie's about. Yes. A young couple move into an apartment only to be surrounded by peculiar neighbors and occurrences. When the wife becomes mysteriously pregnant, Mm. paranoia over the safety of her unborn child begins to control her life. So the first sentence of this is so many movies in this time period. Now, I've seen a lot of the... And it's so funny to be here at Nana's house doing this because I was here watching these kinds of movies with Nana and Dick. And like... Young couple moving into an apartment in New York that's a walk-up or something going on, or young woman in an apartment in New York. It's all kind of merging together to me. Uh, These, like, you have the beautiful woman, you have the the guy, and the beautiful woman and the guy maybe get into a fight or something like that. They get back together, that sort of thing. So, like, this... I I don't know if we'd call it a trope, but this kind of idea of the uh, a young couple moving to a city, a city apartment in New York, just getting on... And not having a lot of money, I think, is something that comes up in a lot in these, like, 60s and 70s. Especially when they're buying, like, a haunted house. Like, how did this come so cheap? Like, Amityville Horror. Yeah, but that's all they could afford. because right. and, and they could afford this, and, and especially in the case of Amityville Horror and, you know, other movies like of that nature. Like, you have children, you got to be able to get a cheaper house. Now, would I buy a haunted house if it had enough rooms for all of our kids? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, more death in that house, the better. Cheaper is better. Um, <laughs> you you want to tell me it has crown molding, original woodwork, and a ghost? Yes, sure. please. Yeah. Look over the ghost. <laughs> um, well, should we get started? Is there more that you want to share with this? Uh, I think that's a good starter. Okay. Because I don't know a whole lot about this film, yeah. so I'm just going off of here, and I don't want to... Get too deep into uh, spoilers. Awesome. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Hey, John. Hey. 
Let's make love. Okay. <laughs> we are 10 minutes in. We are 10 minutes into the film. Mm-hmm. And w- the most supernatural thing that's happened so far was they got a gigantic apartment in New York City. Well, also supernatural was that that vanity had been moved in front of a closet door. Okay, I think we could first explain that. Rosemary's Baby, we start with a couple looking at an apartment um, where the owner, or the person renting the apartment had just died. It's full of beautiful furniture. And there was a giant armoire in front yeah, of a closet. that's a vanity. That's totally incorrect. But totally incorrect. I'm not a connoisseur of the furniture. But an armoire is a lot bigger than a vanity. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, so the armoire had been moved in front of a closet, and they don't want sure how that armoire got in front of it, but it was only blocking, like, the vacuum cleaner. And some towels. And some towels. No, they were told they could get some of the furniture for a song, but they did not buy any of the furniture, but they are renting it. They had a nice dinner with uh, their landlord, who likes them a lot, who made them a beautiful lamb dinner. And who told them the stories of this apartment building and all the murders that happened and witches eating people in the 90s. Yes. 1890s. <laughs> and we got, uh, we got some more information. In the 1950s, a baby was found wrapped up in a newspaper. They were eating babies. And so in the basement. And so that was only 10 years ago. Yeah. If you think about it. In the, in the fiction in the film, of this yeah. thing. So they're having a quiet dinner in the living room with just a lamp and a shelf and a couple of forks and plates and stuff. And Mia Farrow says, hey, hey, let's make love. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. But I mean, they just ate. She just opened her beer. They're still eating and she just opened her beer. But I mean, you got to get a baby somehow, right? I guess so. I think I'm going to get a beer. I had my cake and my milk. Okay. And I'm going to go get a beer. And then you can have a Brewer's Brews that isn't Diet Coke and or water. Or what about Diet Coke and milk at the same time? Oh, that was almost like uh, Laverne and Shirley. Just <laughs> drink Pepsi and milk. <laughs> okay, let's go. Hey, John. Hi. That was the most realistic couple that's married taking off their clothes scene I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, it was. He was like on his back like a turtle trying to take his pants off. And she's kind of like fishing around with her bra in the zipper and stuff like that before they made love. <laughs> yeah. Her voice is so entrancing. Let's make love. Yeah. She's so breathy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> So, uh, Mia Farrow befriends a nice girl in the laundry. They hear some weird chanting in their bedroom as they're trying to sleep because they share, because their bedroom is right on the other side of the apartment that apparently this floor yeah. of this apartment building used to be one gigantic apartment. Now it's ha- two apartments, right? Yeah, they even just though, got the back half of the other apartment. Yeah, even though her apartment, their apartment has a kitchen that's big enough for it to be an eat-in kitchen a dining room a living room a reading room an office and a bedroom and many closets so this is just half of one apartment <laughs> yeah it's a very large apartment yeah very large apartment um and so the the lady that what that Remy Affaro meets in the basement that was doing laundry is actually staying with the Castanovitzes, which are the people that are living next door to them. Yes. And so, and the lady's nice. She's got a pretty necklace that's got something smelly that's for 
protection. And so when Mia Farrow meets her, it's very, you know, distinct. Yes. She had been taken up off of the street and hooked on dope. She was hooked on dope and the Casanovas took her in. It was not a sex thing. No, they treated her like they were their grandparents. Yep. And then uh, as she's coming home, Mia Farrow and her husband are coming home from something. It's after midnight, maybe from a play or something. Uh, what should happen in front of the apartment but a dead lady? Yes, with a parent suicide. Parent suicide, left a note and everything. Yep, and jumped through a window. Yeah, and jumped through a window, had left a note. Um, they were sh- The Kasnowitzes were right behind them, also coming back from something, and they were asked to identify the girl's handwriting. Yep, it says exact man. Yes, and so Rosemary gets uh, ends up getting invited to dinner. They ask things like if she's pregnant, has she had a baby yet, and all that good stuff. Hmm. There's a good-looking drink called a vodka blush. That, yes. came, that was hard for vodka me to say. Vodka blush. And it is made with grenadine and vodka, apparently. And lime juice. And lime juice. But rosemary is a little accent. Yes. Like, perhaps, apparently. Perhaps from the film. Probably from the film. Yes, and so she had a nice dinner. The steak was apparently just terrible, and the cake was dreadful. But the husband, who is an out-of-work actor... He has is, some work. He does the yeah, Yamaha he's in, commercial. Yeah, he's in the Yamaha commercial. But he really enjoyed the stories from the husband of the neighbor, the, the male neighbor, um, because his father was a theater producer. Oh, so And fancy. so, yes, and so the husband wants to go over the next night and, and spend another evening with them so he can hear more theater stories. Interesting. Yeah. And she does not want to go. No. Because there's very strange. All the pictures are off of the walls. There's hooks there. Yes. But no pictures. Hmm. Hmm. Puzzling. Very curious, Chombi. <laughs> curious indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we continue? Sure. Okay. I'm not grabbing. Ooh, we just saw a very interesting sex scene. Yeah. That was odd. It was a little bit odd. So apparently, uh, Doodad gets a bunch of parts after hanging out with the neighbors. And then he gets parts because the other people that had the parts that he got went blind. Yeah. Apparently he was a big jerk to him. And so, or he was a big jerk to Mia Farrow. And so he brought her many dozens of roses. Yep. Some husbands buy their wives flowers. And some don't. <laughs> but he bought her flowers and said, you know what? I've been a big jerk. Let's make a baby. Yeah. Start on my schedule. Well, yeah. He, he had already figured out when, but we already established a, little bit, a couple scenes ago that she had been on her period. Yeah. It just sounded weird. Yeah. It's like, I've already figured out the days. Yeah. Creepy. Which is just like you bone a bunch, right? I think so. I don't know how babies work. I've never had one. Yeah. I made a bunch, so. Yeah. Like a bunch? Four. Four is a bunch. Four is a bunch. I mean, we could make a gross. That's too many. That's too many? It's probably hard for me to pop out that many. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> well, technically, I guess we'd make part gross. Kind of? Half a gross. That would still be too many. That's what? <laughs> 77? <laughs> so, we've had quite the adventure. The uh, So, basically, Rosemary and her husband get it on kind of like she's done all this stuff she's made a meal for him and then the neighbor comes by and drops off some moose some chocolate moose yes and he's guzzling it down 
And she's guzzling it down. She tries to eat it, and then it's like chalky. She's like, it has a chalky taste. An undertaste. It has an undertaste (laughs) in that like breathy, delightful voice of hers. Um, And so the husband yells at her. So she has him turn the record and pours it in her lap. Yeah. But the bite she did have of it made her pass out and have a crazy trippy drug dream in which Satan had sex with her in front of all the neighbors all naked. But it wasn't a dream. This is really happening. This is really happening. That's exactly what she And at said. one point her husband, who is also naked, says, she's awake. She's not supposed to be awake for this. Yep. And so, you know, she was naked. We got to see some nips. We got to see the blood, the blood Satan things being written on her, lots of chanting, which makes you think that maybe the chanting they had heard before were that one woman who'd killed herself you yeah. know, if that was related to some kind of sex ritual that didn't go well. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking for right now. We have we're paused where she's waking up. Yes, from this sex, quote unquote, dream. The sex dream. All right, let's go. I've been to Vidasa soon. And 59 minutes in. 59 minutes in, Rosemary has gotten the iconic haircut. She looks so good. He says, don't tell me you paid for that. Mm. Uh, so Vidal Sassoon is like the famous hairdresser. Yeah, makes shampoo now. Society hairdresser. Um, and so we found out that this is taking place in 1964. Yeah. And also that she's pregnant because her husband... Uh, her hu- So we know, we, we just spoke that like Satan raped her, kind of, but through yeah. her husband. But when she woke up, she was covered in scratches, and he apologized that he'd already cut his nails and that he didn't want to miss baby-making night. Yep, totally And she's normal. like, but I was asleep. We could have waited. Totally normal. We could have waited. We didn't have to do it then. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the only night. It wasn't the only half second that we had. Um, and, of course, she's pregnant. Yeah. They bet a quarter. And the uh, neighbors are a little too excited. Very ha- very excited. They're going to use their fancy doctor, best doctor in New York City. Yep. Don't read books. Don't talk to anybody about this pregnancy. Don't talk to your friends. It's Don't up. take vitamins and take a special concoction that's going to be made by your neighbor <laughs> from her herbarium. Sounds perfect. Yeah, so she's totally not going to go to her real doctor, which is oh. the f- fellow that we actually were talking about, right? Charles Roden. Charles Roden had a, a very early role. Yeah, his very first movie role. Now, the woman that won the Oscar for this is the neighbor lady, right? I believe so. I have to double check. She's just delightful. Uh, and so she's so Rosemary looks great. The husband is practicing his roles. Everything's going well. And we're looking at Ruth Gordon, Rosemary's baby. Which character? Mini Castabet. Yeah, that's yeah. her. All right, let's keep going. Hey, John. Hi. What's more frightening? Being the woman whose husband has impregnated you with this devil's baby? Or being the husband who basically sold your wife to become the devil's (laughs) seed or whatever and realizing and, and having her get excited when the baby starts kicking? Yeah, that's pretty frightening either way. Right? It's like realizing like, oh, it, it actually worked. It's really real. And she's, yeah. like, she's like, it's kicking. Puts his hand on her belly and he's like, Ew. Yeah, well. Gross. He's got hooves. Yeah, it is gross. Yeah. So, what do you think? About? What's going on? 
I think it's messed up. Yeah? Well, <laughs> well yeah. do you want to give a little summary of what's happening? Uh, well, Rosemary had a party yeah. with all of her young friends, and they were trying to encourage her to see a different doctor because <laughs> she shouldn't be in pain and losing weight and looking awful. Yes. For months. For months. Since November, we know it's after it's after New Year's. Yeah, because they had a New Year's party. And then it was right after that, she said two weeks later. So this yeah. is like mid-January. Yeah, so it's been... Sorry, that was my thing. So it's mid-January now. They've had a party. She's got this beautiful big thing of roses. All of her friends told her how horrible she looked. Yeah, like a piece of chalk. Like a piece of chalk. But her um, doctor, or their previous landlord had come by... And wanted him to meet with her about something. And he his glove went missing, and then he went into a coma. And he did that thing in movies that I hate, which is, no, I can't tell you over the phone. Yeah. They never can tell you in person when they say stuff like that. No, because something bad happens. But something bad always happens when they say that. Yeah, I always tell them over the phone. Yeah, it's like, no, we can talk over the phone right now. There's a show I really liked called Designated Survivor. And I really liked the first season until the, um, I think it was the mid-series, the mid-season finale, you know, where it's like the big thing happens. And someone's like, I got to tell you something, but I can't tell you over the phone. And she starts driving like a maniac and gets hit by a bus. Yeah. And it's like, <sighs> not a fan of that trope, but I guess in 19, it's actually 1965 that this is taking place because it just became 1966. Yeah. Now, one thing I've noticed is that their house is continuously getting more and more expensive modern furniture so we know rosemary has really expensive tastes and his well his career is taking off as his, well i think yeah. that's supposed to be more of a sign than that cause. his career is taken off um and so they're getting more and more fancy things one thing i also notice on this time around of watching is the kind of background of her growing up catholic in a nunnery like she has brothers and sisters but she keeps going back to this like flashbacks of popes and priests and puppy dog tails in her and her high flashback but also she dreams of the nunnery and the windows in the nunnery being bricked up and whatnot so there's something going on there yeah yeah so i don't know it's pretty interesting so far what do you think yeah and we are uh we're in 23 minutes in so we're at like almost the length of most of these movies that we watch yeah we have another hour and 10 minutes to go no we have another 45 minutes to go. <laughs> a little bit more than that. I'm going to cut that to make it seem like you were wrong and I was right. <laughs> well, you were wrong both times, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get another beer and let's gonna keep going. <laughs> sure. So. We're now we're in 47 minutes in. There's so many things about this movie that makes me make me think that Roman Polanski really liked Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, well, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock was the toast of the town, you know. He toasted the town, but the, the driving this poor, beautiful woman insane. <laughs> yeah. So, Mia Farrow should have won an Oscar, I think. She's yeah. really amazing. And it's hard, I think... It's hard for me to determine whether, I don't know how to describe this. Is she crazy? Is she being driven crazy? Or is she just totally sane and she's telling everything the truth? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we know that, I mean, we know probably it's witches. (laughs) 
you know, yeah. there is a coven. But she's going to, like, use bookstores and getting books on witches and has run off and has gone to the doctor's office. And the doctor turns out to have the same nasty devil's fungus that everyone else uses. We've learned yeah. that the guy, Roman, is the uh, is the son of the fella who, the witch who had been killed in front of the apartment in the 1990, or in the 1890s. Yeah. Um, and his name is an anagram because we know that because their old landlord has died. The the husband did not care. No. Yeah. He threw her book away that he gave her. He threw all the, them witches. All them witches is a book that had been murdered or that uh, that our murder friend did. And then it turns out that she figured out that the glove that was stolen was how they killed him. Yes, and the tie was stolen from the actor who went blind yep. to give her husband all the good roles. Yep, yep, yep. And so it is quite the intrigue. Yes, but how is she going to explain this to anybody without sounding no. legit off her mind? And so me? the gynecologist she had seen before, who is the actor that's recently passed away, is wearing, she's wearing a very high-waisted pair of pants. It is 8 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and she's rambling batshit insane. Yeah. I don't know how he'll take it. Now, is that is it a normal thing for women to go nuts when they're pregnant? Not this nuts. Is do you think that I, I'm not, I'm not entirely certain how this is going to go? But do you think he's basically going to give her sedative and call her husband? Probably. Yeah. In the sixties, yes. <laughs> yes. What would you do if I started accusing you of being a witch if I was pregnant? Well, it, am I a witch? Oh, well, uh-huh. she's accusing her husband of like things he's actually doing so he'd probably take it much differently than i would it's so hard when they're actually gaslighting you and actually you know in cahoots with the devil yeah because who does that it's so weird just the devil in his cahoots and all this to get a an acting job in the theater yeah i guess in the 60s that was a bigger thing but well he's maybe it led television to and movie roles from it so i guess so maybe like she said, and he was in television movie roles. I remember when I first saw this movie, I felt that she was still young when I remember seeing it, but he seemed like super old. And in the second watching of it, he still seems kind of old and gross. But maybe it's because I he's in cahoots with the devil. He's like that. Yeah. He's probably, a, he's like 1970s 25, <laughs> which is like the equivalent of a, four, a hard 48 now. Yeah, the Wilfred Brimley line. Yeah. <laughs> Mia Farrow, of course, still looks perfect. Yeah. Today, then. I don't know if I've eternity. seen her in years, but. Um, let's let's make that happen for you right now, huh? Hold on a second. Oh. Mia Farrow today. She looks old. I mean, she doesn't look too bad though. She looks great. She doesn't look like this because she's like twenty-two in this movie. But she looks exactly how I'd expect her to look in yeah. fifty years. Yeah. She She's still has the same... Age super gracefully, still beautiful. Yeah. You know, one of those things that people are like, oh, I can't believe this, like, this superstar still looks so good. And it's like, well, this is what she looked like when she was in her 20s. Yeah. So it's like, if you look like Mia Farrow in her 20s, then you're going to look pretty good when you're in your 70s. <laughs> All right, should we continue? Sure. Hey, John. Hi. So, uh, lots happened since we... In the, in the film? In the film, kind of, <laughs> and also in our lives. Uh, 
we were interrupted by Nana, who I wanted to talk for a little bit, and then we went out to dinner with my mama, and then we had to get all the kids wrangled in. <laughs> this is the inside track on podcasting on vacation. Yeah, that was a large gap that doesn't seem like any gap at all. No, I know how much you like gaps. It's been three hours. Whoa, what was that supposed to mean? It was a sexual joke. Oh. I thought that, you know, you know how, like, sexual humor brings up, you know, people are into that kind of thing. <laughs> I think so, and then this just came up with an error. Into the sexual <laughs> humor. So, Rosemary uh, went to the doctor, Dr. Hall, who was her original doctor. Yes. To get some help, uh, and she was, you know, kind of seemed crazy. So, she was taken to the hospital... Or she was nope. taken by her doctor Schneider and a doc and her husband. She got away from because the, and they t- basically said if you don't come with us, we're going to put you in the loony bin. Yes, because you're talking crazy. About talking conspiracies. crazy. So they uh, so they took her to the house. Except she ran away. She dropped everything in her purse and ran off. And you didn't notice when I did that very thing at dinner to my mom. What. So, in the movie, Rosemary, like, drops everything out of her purse and yeah. runs away to, as a distraction. I did that to my mother today. I dropped my purse on the ground and some stuff fell out of it, but I ran awake and I had my credit card, <laughs> so I was able to pay for dinner. I didn't... I wasn't paying attention. It was, was, it was a fun about. chase my mother and I had, but I won. Because I came back and she's like, what did you do? But she got me in the end. She paid the tip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it was a really good dinner. At uh, the place that we had dinner. It was called Stingrays. Stingrays. I'm the one who's been there like eight times. I've been there one time. And it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty darn good. I had coconut shrimp, hush puppies, and a salad. I had a seared tuna steak. Mm, Was it good? Yeah. Nice. So the kids are happy. They're all kind of packed up. We're getting ready to go back to Georgia. Or... (laughs) We're in Georgia getting ready to book to begin our journey back. And a fun, exciting thing about our journey back home is going to be our trip to Point Pleasant. Yes. Which is the home of? The Mothman. So if someone wanted to maybe contact us and talk to us about the Mothman, how would they do that? Oh, they would, could uh, find us at up to and including death at gmail.com. But not a lot of people like email. How would they find us if they're like on the Instagram or Twitter? Well, all they have to do is search at up to and ID with the number two. Oh. And we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Nice. And what if they just don't have any of that stuff? No, they can go to up to and including death.com. Nice. And I noticed that some of our, one of our podcasts, um, one of our bonus podcasts was missing from Spotify. Um, and that is available to download on the website. Yes. And, and just about everywhere else with an RSS. But. Yes. I'm still in contact with Spotify to try to figure out what is going on. And the Spotify is like, that's weird. That, that's been the official response. <laughs> so, far. Um, so we're going to be watching the last about 20 minutes of Rosemary's Baby now. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, John. Hello. Well, that was Rosemary's Baby. That was Rosemary's Baby. Pretty slow burn, but very good. Yeah. It goes by so quickly. Yeah, and it poses a lot of questions. Like what? Like, if you birthed the spawn of Satan, Uh would you be able to kill it? Or would you try to raise it as a good being and hope for the best? I guess that's kind of a thing, like... Is it the spawn of Satan, or is it your baby? 
that has a shitty dad. Yeah, it's so tough. Like, yeah, I don't know if I could kill my own child, even though I did have them with you know, spot on Satan. Uh, yeah, I kind of am on that boat. Like, I don't know that I could kill my own child. I do think I could kill every one of these motherfuckers that stood between me and my child. Yeah, your child is going to, like, overthrow all goodness in the world. I think the biggest problem for this child is the fact that a bunch of Satanists worship it. If you get rid of the Satanists, it's just a child that's got weird eyes. I don't know. No. I don't agree with that. I don't know, because I don't think it's necessarily the case that someone's soul is half of one's father. So you're going to use the little Nikki defense? Oh, no. What I'm... Well, maybe, yeah. But what I'm saying is the spawn of Satan is not going to be like Jesus Christ. He's not going to be 100% Satan and 100% human. No, it's He's going to be mortal. half human, half demon, half angel, I but, guess. Dude, yeah. So really, like, the spawn of Satan, if we just go by straight-up genetics, shouldn't have anything to do with Satanism because Satan's DNA is angel. Uh-huh. If angels had DNA. I don't know. It, yeah, it poses a lot of questions. I guess you would try to raise it and hope for the best? Because it always seemed to me that, like, the dad, the father is really Guy, the, the husband, who was kind of possessed by Satan at the time. So in this case, the no, soul could be demonic in the sense that it could come from the devil. I don't know. He said he came from hell. He came himself from hell and impregnated you. Yeah. Guy is not the father, they said immediately. It just seems that there'd be so many willing women that would want to be impregnated. Why the drama? Because Satan chose her above all else. I mean, she's pretty cool, and she does look really interesting when she's freaking out, man. Maybe she has, like, a super womb, and only she can Well, she did have to take a lot of medicine in order to kind of keep the... I probably all this tannis root and other things they're giving her they're giving her in order for her to be able to hold the baby in her womb. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it poses a lot of interesting questions. But it's a well done movie. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect with the ending. Yeah. I didn't think I, w- I didn't expect her to just be like kinda cool with it. So yeah, so she wakes up with no baby. Yep. She uh, is given lots of pills. She suddenly stops. She stops taking the pills and realizes that they're like taking her breast milk yep. with an old timey pump. And so she notices that's what they're doing. So she stops taking the pills that they're giving her to drug her. And so you can see her over time squirreling the pills away and hiding them. Um, and she kind of tests some things. She hears a baby. She's told by her husband that someone with a baby has moved in. Also that she had premenopausal psychosis or something like that where she just went crazy (laughs) but then afterwards she goes through the closet that was blocked off in the beginning of them originally seeing the apartment it turns out there's just a door in the in the closet that she didn't notice when she was putting in the shelves yeah which is weird because you would think she'd notice that but i guess she kind of just realized that that must be the case because she knows that the wall that it's on just partitions the apartments so she goes in through this. She sees a bunch of creepy paintings. She goes into this big party. All these old people are there, and they're all Satanists together. There's a, a crib black, uh, draped in black crepe yeah, well, uh, with an inverted cross. Yeah. And everyone's kind of mad that she's Not everyone's mad that she's there, but the head Satanist guy that's the son of the original witch that got killed in front of the building in the 1890s, 
um, he wanted her to kind of take over being the mom. Yeah, he's like, well, you are her it's yeah, mom. and the husband's been trying to be like, it's not that big of a deal. It's no different if you had a miscarriage. We'll try again. We'll move to California. Paramount is talking to us. Yeah. Which is very funny because we're thinking about getting Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been the, the trade-off of the baby that propelled him to yeah. the upcoming superstardom. So, John. Yes. How do you feel about the movie? I liked it a lot. I did too. It was a slow burn. Yeah. But it was unexpected. Yeah. It was, I don't want to say it was scary at any point. I think it's Hitchcockian. Yes, a lot of tense moments. And a lot of close-up on Mia Farrow's just face. Yeah. Especially the last hour of just her experiencing things. There's a moment in which she's drinking broth and her husband's talking to her. And it's super close-up on her, on her face and he looks so small sitting kind of beneath her. Yeah. And it's very, very good. I think that Mia Farrow is amazing. I do too. And it's very different from the movie we watched last night. The main actor in the movie we watched last night. Oh, yes. Um, we that would watched Pet Cemetery last night. But that's not the movie that's coming out next time. It is not. Before we talk about Freaky, let me do a quick Brews Brews shout out. Okay. To the um, Sweetwater Brewing Company. And Sweetwater Blue. That's what I, I drank earlier today. It was very tasty. And I had, with dinner, yeah, no jacket required from Savannah River Brewing. Apparently you don't and have to was, wear a jacket when you go in. And it was really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, That's I was good. pretty impressed. What good. kind of beer was it? It was uh, Czech Pills. Oh, was, those are good. It was very good. I really like that you can get a lot of those when you go to visit Poland. Yeah. At or, least that's what I drank when I was in Poland. Or the Czech Republic, I'm guessing. Probably, yeah. Probably Czech. You could get it there. Um, and so, yeah, so that was really good. Grossest corner for Rosemary's Baby. What is it? Oh, I don't know. Probably the, the devil's sex scene. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot that was gross in it. I was thinking that, uh, the weird white drink she had to drink. Oh, yeah, I could see that. That was really disgusting looking. Yeah, it looked like milk with basil in it or something. Yeah, that's what I think. So, last but not least, Freaky. Next week, yes, we'll be watching... Freaky from yeah. 2020. So excited. <clears throat> it is a Vince Vaughn vehicle. Directed by Christopher Landon. Oh. It looks like it has pretty high ratings, but we won't go into those now, but we will watch. Well, Vince F- Vaughn and Catherine Newton, I believe, is the lady. Yes. Yes. So we will watch the official trailer. Yes. And now, we both have been wanting to see this since before the podcast, so it's yes. very exciting that it's on a streaming service that we have access to. Yes, I had heard about this before it even came out on Doug Loves Movies. Okay. Morning. Morning. That's me, Millie. Ordinary, boring Millie. Hi. Oh, just boring Millie. I think I saw it at I like this actress a lot that plays Millie. Yeah. Homecoming's this weekend. Booker is going to be at the dance. And boys never really noticed me. What else was she in? I can't remember, but I've seen her in some things. Honestly, if this was a horror movie, I'd be one of the first ones. Oh, she plays the beaver, and there's the serial killer. Creepy dude in the mask. Like I said, creepy dude in the mask is chasing her. Serial killer, but then they just got. They just got Freaky Friday. Wow. Happy. From the director of Happy Death Day. Where am I? I didn't get killed. She's become Vince Vaughn. I woke up in the killer's body. Nice. Don't freak out. 
Don't freak out. Oh my god, that's yeah. that's good. How terrifying is would that be if um, Vince Vaughn just did that? <laughs> oh my god, there's no way. He's killing it. He's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Who knows how many of our friends he's gonna kill? Are you sure this is safe? No. Uh oh. I think she died. Oh. oh. They're giving away a lot of the best death scenes, I think. I, have like less than I don't know. So far, this looks pretty darn good. It though. does look really good. I like the cryogenically frozen friend. I have to admit, it hasn't been all bad. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to interrupt. I move. How's that feel? I'll make you wish your stupid face was never born. Oh my God! Did you just pee yourself? Wow! He's making children pee. What am I wearing? I'm actually really liking this for you. Oh my God! It's a butcher. Uh oh. They got him. Yeah. Huh? She's bad guy. We're gonna get killed by Murder Barbie. Murder Barbie. That's gonna be hard to go back into your life after you've killed a bunch of people. I don't know. This this looks like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, but I think this preview is giving away everything. Well, good thing we're not gonna watch it for a week, and we'll have some beers in us. Yeah. So. Get it. I'm pretty sure my mind's gonna do a hard reset as soon as we go to bed tonight. Yeah, you know how horrible tired. my memory is about <laughs> movies I've seen. So. We've also seen this preview before. Booker! Yeah, I think I have. Booker, help! But. Booker! Will you shut up? For some reason, she reminds me so much of our 14 year old. So much, and it's adorable. <laughs> Don't you well, see it? A little bit. I could see, I it, but, see it, but not her as like the non-murderer, but actually as the Vince Vaughn murderer. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. I know, but she could she could be a murderer. I don't know. Well, that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to that. So if people would like to watch that with us, that'd be awesome. We're going to be watching it on Saturday. Yeah, and if I, uh, I'll give a heads up on Twitter. Um, yeah. When I, when we are watching it, so if anybody has any comments or questions that we could bring up while we're recording. Yeah. I will give a shout out on when we are watching it live. So if you respond in the fir- or in uh, probably the hour and a half or two yeah. hours after I post it, then okay. it might make it into you the You might podcast. need to give like more notice. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll try. But usually try. we watch we, these We're kinda... on vacation and we're just like, it's just, we're just, get, we're just keeping it together. It's 9.28 p.m. on Tuesday, August 10th, and I've got to edit this. Immediately after we finish. So we should probably get done, huh? Yeah. So it's just... a little shorter one, but it's yeah. a vacation one. And it's we're vacation. Just ha- happy to get it out. Yeah. And uh, there's some long ones coming up that we know of. So. Yes, the ones with Steve. Yeah, we have a guest coming up in uh, two episodes. And John and Steve are, are very much kindred spirits, I think. And I'm looking forward to see. I'm looking forward to everyone to hear that. All right, everybody. Well, there's just two things left to do. Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. Hi there. Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, up to and ID at just about everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID, and that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution 
Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.